What's up, winners? This is Zach Doherty. I'm part of the team bringing you the Business 306 experience this quarter. Wanted to welcome you to this week's pod class where we're going to talk to you all about passion and welcome Chase Martin to share his experience about how he found his passion and what he's doing in his life today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week. I know that we got a gift, we got some parts we could lift up This is the start of your bridge, so walk through it all with the cards you were dealt In the heart of your chest and then foster your grit Beyond what we've been through in college Regardless the path of the wind in our sails There's a lot we can give in, I promise we've got it Dismissed the thought of the things we could fail I know our roads may take us a thousand different directions But here's to always watching the scenery Welcome, Welcome to Dr. B and me Hey, hey, I am glad to have you back to Dr. B and Me. We've got some special guests in the studio today. Um, Lander, how old are you? I am 14. 14, and what do you want to be? Uh, I want to be an aeronautical engineer. An aer- why? Well, my friends all are super interested in the Space Force and all want to be astronauts. And I wasn't really into that, but I promised them that I was going to build their spaceship for them. Awesome. All right. And then we also have Killy. Killy, how old are you? I'm hi, I'm 13. 13. And what, what's your name? K-I-L-I. What is that? It stands for um, Mount Kilimanjaro. It means Shining Mountain. Ah, awesome. So what do you want to be, Shining Mountain? Um, I've actually been thinking about this. I wasn't sure at first, but I still want to be the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. Nice. You love baseball? It's football. Oh, there you go. What do I know? You like football too then, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Love watching it. Do you want to own the Cardinals? Or no, just, just the manage? general manager. Okay. All right. Who's the Who's the baseball team? Giants. No, in Arizona. Oh, Diamondbacks. Okay. Now I'm straight. Thanks for straightening me out on that. <laughs> no problem. And we also have... Um, Jet, and I'm 11. 11. And what do you want to be? I want to be a lawyer, just like my dad. Oh, do you want to be it because your dad was a lawyer? Or what do you know about being a lawyer? Well, I learned from, he let me go to his work one time, and I thought it looked really fun. Very nice. All right, so we've got an engineer, a sports manager, and a lawyer. Great, you guys. Thanks for sharing that. This edition of Dr. B and Me is being brought to you by No Barriers. They want to remind you that what's within you is way stronger than what's in your way. We're talking today on Dr. B and Me about passion and about purpose. Do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? Do you remember what you wanted to see and experience and how big the world seemed? But did you notice that I didn't ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you grow up? Because as soon as you ask a person, what do you want to do when you grow up? You are defining them in terms of work. Nobody ever asks, you know, what kind of person would you like to be? No one ever answers, I'd like to be a really good dad. I'd like to be a person of integrity. We don't let them ask that. Well, I mean, answer that way. We, we define them in terms of work almost from the time they're old enough to speak. And I've got bad news for you. Careers almost never live up to childhood dreams. They're called dreams for a reason. And then all of a sudden, you have to find your place in the world. And everybody tells you, follow your passion. And you're thinking, what if I don't have a passion? Or what if I have a dozen passions? What do you do about that? 
Well, we're going to talk about that today with somebody who had that same question, wondered, there's so many things I want to do and so many things I want to be. How do I narrow it down and how do I follow my passion? Please help me welcome Chase Martin to our show today. Happy to be here. And so, Chase, tell us your story a little bit. You, you uh, majored in education? Yes, I was in education. Well, I should say I uh, graduated with a degree in education. I, I had several majors when I was at college. How many times did you change your major? Boy, uh, political science, history, um, English, astronomy, so kind of all kinds of things. Man. Like, uh, yeah, I really, I, I liked all sorts of things. Well, how did you feel about the world making you uh, pick just one? I found it impossible uh, at the time. Um, I, I had no idea how to do that, and uh, was I lived in fear that I wouldn't like what I ended up doing. And so, what did you end up doing? I ended up doing none of those things. <laughs> None of those things at all. I'm an attorney now. Well, 80% of what kids major in in school, they don't work a day of their lives in that major. Isn't that amazing? It is, and it doesn't surprise me, actually. Because um, I think it all it strikes at that the difference between those two P words that you mentioned at the beginning, that passion versus purpose. Um, I think the purpose is something that is worth chasing. Uh, the passion is kind of a fickle friend. Um, and so... You took your education major, and when you graduated from college, what did you go do? Well, my wife and I joined the Peace Corps uh, after I graduated Wow, that's kind of a turn. Yes, it was. And we found out about it. I was student teaching at a school, and, and there at that school was a couple, uh, a husband and wife teaching team that had also joined the Peace Corps. When they were younger, we got to be friends with them, and so my wife and I decided that we would do the same. And how was the experience? It was an incredible experience, and, and, I, uh, and I mean that in, in the way that uh, we were discussing earlier, that purpose versus passion. Uh, it wasn't a vacation. It wasn't on a Hawaiian tropical island where we were you know, drinking out of coconuts or things like that. It was a difficult experience. Um, a lot of strife, a lot of homesickness, a lot of feeling like we weren't getting anywhere, and then marked with periods of success, too. And... Um, but I wouldn't trade it at, at all. It, was, it came at the perfect time in my life, and I'm glad that I did it because there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. Well, tell me how you pivoted, because I understand you were on a whole different uh, trajectory when 9-11 happened. Yeah, I had signed up for, this is going back to the, uh, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I I'd convinced myself that I could be an airline pilot, and I thought that would be a good idea. I had a little bit of flying experience, and I, and I enjoyed that, so I thought, I'll just become a commercial pilot. And then... Really, I think weeks after I had registered for uh, this this school down in Deer Valley, Arizona, nine eleven happened. So and, you can uh, you can really um, commiserate with what's happening to our listeners. No question about it. I mean, a, a crisis like that and a crisis like like the one we're in are uh, always good opportunities to adjust and make uh, some changes in your plans. So you had a passion for flying, but you couldn't pursue it, and so you joined the Peace Corps to you know figure out what you wanted to do next and also to help the world a little bit. What did it teach you? Well, it taught me several things. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I think it taught me that uh, you need to surround yourself with other like-minded people. Uh, and the Peace Corps was a great chance to do that because it, it takes a certain type of person, one who wants to help, one who's interested in being a good citizen to sign up for it in the first place. And so I met some of the best friends I ever had uh, that were fellow Peace Corps volunteers. And it that lesson has carried on with me throughout my career. I don't want to work for firms uh, that have folks that I don't share values with. 
Um, I don't want to work with other lawyers that don't share my values. Happy to work against those people. Uh, but the, the I'm folks, sure you do oh often. yeah, we do it all the time. So, but the, uh, the folks that are on my team, I want to, to share values with, and that was uh, a great thing and a good opportunity in the Peace Corps to really hone that lesson. Um, and didn't you, did you decide to become a lawyer because of the Peace Corps? In a way, um, it was, it was not that I, uh, it's not the Peace Corps magically turned me into one. Um, but an opportunity came up to assist a Rwandan refugee uh, to get a student visa to come and study over in America. I had no idea how to help her. She just wanted to do it. And so I agreed to help her, and I sort of helped guide her through that process. By the way, I had no idea what I was doing. I just was learning it right along with her. Uh, but it occurred to me that if I could help her with that, I could be a lawyer and help other people solve those types of problems in my, in a, for a career. So this kind of informed your purpose. It did. For, the, for, for your life? Very much so. Um, helping other people figure out problems, uh, is, is a, uh, could be one of my purposes. So would you say that you found your purpose or you created your purpose? Um, I would say a, kind of a combination of both. Uh, it was probably a purpose that I always had in there that I had never defined and the Peace Corps helped me define it. Well, one of the things that I like to say, and I, you and I were talking before the show about this that we sell, particularly young people, a bill of goods that they ought to follow their passions. Like we heard about the engineers and the you know, kids that want to own teams and manage teams and all this kind of stuff. Um, and all of a sudden you get to college and you can't really major in um, some of these things. Or maybe engineering school didn't take you and you have to go somewhere else and do something else. And, you know, and also, there's so many things to be passionate about if you're the right kind of person. You know, how do you decide and, and do you have to decide and all that kind of stuff? I think it's wrong. I think one of the things that we should be teaching people is try a bunch of stuff. Try being a teacher. Try being a pilot. Try joining the Peace Corps. Um, try all the things that, that are out there. And it's amazing once you find something that you're really good at, and I would imagine you were really good at helping people. And once you find something that you're really good at, passion kind of follows. Would you agree? Totally agree. Um, and and as I said before, you know, passion being one of those things that that comes and goes. No matter what, it, you know, you might not feel that passion. And I can't say that I always feel passionate about what I'm working on as a lawyer. I wish I did, um, but I can tell you that I continue to be good at it, and that makes it a lot more satisfying than a job that I'm not good at. And that was nice. One of the nice things about trying so many things was I was able to tell, hey, you know, I, I have an aptitude for certain things. Well, and plus, no matter what it is that you do, no job, nothing that you do is going to fulfill every corner and nook and cranny of your life every day. Very true. You know, there's going to be the, the bad days where you go, what in the world was I thinking? And then something else comes along the next day and reminds you what you were thinking. Exactly. Um, you know that research, Chase, shows that people who graduate from college during a recession are more satisfied with their careers 30 years later than people who were hired when things were really great. This should give all of our listeners a little bump in attitude because you don't you learn not to take things for granted. I would imagine the same thing happened to you with 9/11 and the pilot idea. That and um, and 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 also the experience in country in South Africa, uh, which is where we were stationed. Um, I remember you, know, you said to me, 
okay, no matter what house I ever live in, no matter what car I ever drive, I'm living better than 94% of the world. That's right. And, and uh, you know, what, what you can survive and what you think is a catastrophe and what you think is terrible for you, you don't really know those things um, and, until you have experienced a lot more life. And Peace Corps was certainly a way for me to have got some of that experience. Would you... Um advise any of our listeners to look into it yeah i think they should especially if they're at, at especially now quite frankly i mean if if uh you know those internships aren't open and and uh some of those other ideas that they had aren't working out i think it's a great opportunity it's it's awesome also because it has a shelf life on it it's not something that you do as a career you do it for a period of time they don't want you to do it as a career they want to give you that experience they want you to assist other people and kind of be a good face for America in the world and then come back. And then you get to carry it with you for the rest of your career. Well, there are some people who say, and I've noticed this happens, having the Peace Corps on a resume is like having Stanford on your resume. It certainly has opened some doors for me, and, it, and it's a conversation starter. Um, a lot of interviews that I've been in um, is sort of the standard fare. You know, you went to school here, yeah, yeah, you got these grades, yeah, 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 this is what happened, okay, terrific, that's just like everybody else. Well, it says you were a Peace Corps volunteer. It's one of those unusual things that well, stands out. it says out. something about a person who does something like that. True. Um, I, I'm a big advocate, as you can probably tell, of turning a purpose, whatever your current purpose is, into a passion, that you can do that, that it does happen. Um, and I've got some clues for, for our listeners to be able to do that, and I want to see what you think of those. Um, so the first way that you can turn your purpose into your passion is discover new ways to grow every day in the thing that you're doing. What are some of the ways that you grew every day in the Peace Corps? Well, I, uh, I grew smaller in the Peace Corps. I can tell you that, uh, having to what walk from, by like, by, I grow a walk from place to place in the, uh, in the heat of the day. Um, so, uh, but, uh, in terms of growing spiritually, it, uh, I won't say every day was a new opportunity. They all of these realizations that I got when I was over in the Peace Corps came as a result of being over there for the length of time I was there. But correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I read your resume and I read your story. And isn't it true that the Peace Corps wasn't giving you a lot of leadership and a lot of ways to um, make an impact? And so that you and your wife started your own library, started a field trip club, started all of that doing stuff on your own. I uh, had a club called Chess for Success. I uh, taught some kids how to play the guitar. I, uh, I had a gym that I worked on. So I not, did all sorts of things. You were not minimized by the job description. You found other ways to now, make sure that this was feeding you as well as I that. did. And in truth, um, I think you know I, I didn't realize that that was always part of the Peace Corps experience. Um, awesome. that the Peace Corps would kind of encourage us to be a self-starter. And so I got to try some of those things. Some of them worked and some of them didn't. And the next thing that I, that I think can turn a purpose into a passion is to deepen the relationships with the people that you're working with or the students that you're on a team with or whatever. Um, don't just work with them. Find out about them. Learn about them. And I know you would you know, learn about the teachers that you're working with at the African schools and have them over and you know, teach them things. Absolutely. And I think that we have, unfortunately, there's no way to change it at this point. And I, I actually don't know what it's like back in South Africa where I was now, but uh, there were no cell phones really where I was. Um, and very few people had TVs and things like that. And so the opportunities for getting to know people were a lot greater because there was very little else to do. Um, so now I think you have to be more uh, deliberate about getting to know people. 
And I would encourage people to do that too. Great. Well, another tip I have from Dr. B and me is to consistently ask the five times why hack, the five X Y. And that is, you know, why do I want to join the Peace Corps? Your first answer might have been, I don't have anything else to do right now. Um, my bigger plan got, you know, kind of um, waylaid, so I think I might as well do this. But if you start asking five levels of why you're going to do something, my guess is that by the fifth why you got, I, I can contribute to the world and learn about myself as a man. I couldn't agree more. I didn't do the five times why. Um, I, I guess I, I got, I got, I was going to say I got lucky <laughs> and I sort of stumbled into it, but uh, all of those things I did get to eventually. And I think all of us will. So if you ask yourself why I'm going to start my, you know, create a company out of my side hustle or why I'm going to ask, not don't, don't settle for that first answer. Go deep and then you'll get to your purpose. That fifth answer is your purpose. And then you go from there into passion. And the last thing I want to give you as a tip is that you must give to receive. Let's say our listeners uh, did not get the job they wanted, did not get the internship they wanted. That doesn't mean that's the end. Figure out a way to give to the people that hired you, no matter whether you're on the um, payroll or not. Send them articles. Send them ideas. Let them know you're still pitching for them. And when it comes time to rehire, guess who they're going to think of first, right? I agree. <laughs> Well, it's been such a pleasure having you with us today. I'm so glad you could uh, come share your Peace Corps story. I think it'll really inspire a lot of people to think about what's next. It was great for me, and I'm glad to share it. I'd be happy to talk to anybody who wanted to find out some more information about awesome. it. Awesome. We will make sure that Chase's email is on our description about the pod, cla pod class. And um, I just want to let everybody know, you know, it's, again, don't follow a passion that, that you'll end up being a, a rugby player in Argentina somewhere with no friends and drinking beer all day. Wait, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> I've, I've heard someone say it like this. Don't follow your passion. Take it with you. There you go. I like that lots better. Today's podcast was brought to you by No Barriers, who tells you what's within you is stronger than what's in your way. If you're the first person to comment on our show, you will win a no barriers flag and it's a good reminder to put up on the wall to, to not let anything get in your way with whatever you want to do. All right. So thanks for joining Dr. B and me. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Dr. B making sure that you check in next week for our next episode. And in the meantime, you can keep up with us on Instagram, LinkedIn, and our website and all that information you'll find in the episode description. I really want to thank the people that make this show possible. My producer, Davey Kozik, Zach Doherty, Thomas Barton, Sam Tolan, Alastair Schwab, Reva Trio, and Kate Sorrell. And a special shout out to Christopher Blevins for that awesome intro. I'm looking forward to helping you be brilliant, be brave, and be better. <laughs>